Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. Thank you so much for joining me. My heart is overwhelmed and it's full and I want to share with you some of the things that I have learned as Jeff and I have been preparing our move across the country. And it's been interesting to note that when we made this decision, we felt so incredibly strong about how right this decision was. And I was especially shown in my thought process and in my reflections and in my own personal revelation that this feeling feels so strong how right it is that I need to remember it because along the way, along this path, we are going to experience some hiccups along the way, some setbacks, and they might be just significant enough that in any other time in my life, I may have said, what are we doing? This isn't right. We're not, we're not supposed to do this. This and that would not have happened if this was actually right. But I have since learned in, in my spiritual maturity that even though something is right, we could very easily still have setbacks along the way because there are lessons to be learned. And that's exactly what has happened. And I have reflected upon the original feeling that this decision was right. And I will not be intimidated or defeated by some of the things that have happened to us along this path, along this journey. And one of the key things that I am making sure that I do not neglect is reading my scriptures every single day. I cannot do this, this move. I cannot embark upon this brand new adventure, starting completely over in a new state, a new ward, a new home, new jobs without my father in heaven steering me. I can't. So I start my day out with prayer and with, with reading of the book of Mormon and I read a little bit of Come Follow Me and I listen to conference talks and that's how I do it. And that's how I have been doing it. Because when things get hard, I know in whom I can turn to. So there's a conference talk I've wanted to share with you. Take the Holy Spirit as your guide from April 2018 by Elder Larry Wilson. And this conference talk has guided me as I have been steering my own ship through the storm of making this move. So I just want to share this with you. And if my voice will allow me this morning... So during the Korean War, Ensign Frank Blair served on a troop transport ship stationed in Japan, and the ship wasn't large enough to have a formal chaplain, so the captain asked Brother Blair if he would serve as the ship's chaplain. He had observed this young man to be a man of faith and that the entire crew had great respect for him. So... During this particular time that he was on this ship, there was a huge typhoon that they were caught in, and the waves were 45 feet, and he was on watch one night when he witnessed one of their three engines stop working. 
and there was a crack in the center line of the ship. So they had two remaining engines. One was only functioning at half power. So they were in serious trouble. So just as he finished his watch and he was headed back to his cabin, his captain asked him, would you please pray for our ship? And of course, Ensign Blair agreed to do so. And at this point, he simply could have said, Heavenly Father, please bless our ship and keep us safe and then just gone to bed. Instead, he prayed to know if there was something that he could do to help ensure the safety of the ship. So the Spirit prompted him to go speak with the captain and learn more. So as he went to the captain, he saw the captain was trying to determine just how fast to run the ship's engine. And so Brother Blair went back to his cabin and he prayed. And he said, okay, what can I do to help address the problem of these engines? So then the Holy Ghost prompted him that he needed to walk around the ship to gather and observe and gain more information. So he asked for permission and he received the permission from the captain and he put a lifeline, tied it around his waist and he went out into the storm. So standing on the stern, he observed that the giant propellers as they came up out of the water when the ship crested a wave that only one was working fully. So the clear answer was that he received that the remaining good engine was under too much strain and needed to be slowed down. So he returned to the captain and made that recommendation. And the captain was surprised because his ship engineer recommended just the opposite. He was recommended that they speed it up and try to beat the storm. And yet the wise captain listened to this young man who was of great faith and chose to slow down the engines because they were under much strain. So following this young man's advice, by dawn the ship was safely in calm waters and only two hours later the good engine completely stopped working. And with half power in the remaining engine, the ship was able to limp into port. And the captain said, if we had not slowed this engine down when we did, we would have lost everything, all power in the middle of the storm, and we would not have been able to steer. And the ship would have overturned and had been sunk. So the captain thanked the young LDS officer and said he believed that following his spiritual impressions that he saved the ship and the crew. Now, Elder Wilson remarks that this is truly a dramatic story and that we are most likely not having to face these dire circumstances where thousands of lives are on the line. But this story contains important guidelines as to how we can tap into the Spirit and how I am tapping into the Spirit to steer my ship. And thankfully, at the beginning of this journey, I read this conference 
talk and truly I have followed these three things so when it comes to revelation first we must be in tune to our father in heaven so are we keeping the Sabbath day holy are we keeping our covenants are we attending church are we praying are we turning to him morning and night and throughout the day Now, I have not been perfect. Admittedly, I've probably said a swear word a time or two, and and I know immediately when the Spirit has left me. I feel like I'm sometimes in the middle of my own typhoon, so I need to right my ship, get back on course, and make a specific effort to align my life with my Father's in order to be directed by Him. And sometimes I can't, I cannot tap into heaven's heaven's signal. And I need to check myself and find what it is I need to switch or change. And maybe Jeff and I are disgruntled with one another. Finding a home has been incredibly difficult. So repentance and obedience are the only ways to receive that clear communication from our Father in heaven. He's always waiting for us. He's always waiting with open arms to guide and direct us. And second, just as Ensign Blair did in this story, he didn't just say, Heavenly Father, solve this problem. He asked, what can I do? What shall I do to be part of this solution? Instead of just listing the problems out, he asked for guidance and direction and and asked what he could do to participate in the process. So something of that happened to me exactly. Jeff and I had been listening to people in our community with this amazing seller's market that prices of homes have skyrocketed. And people in our community said to us, now don't give your home away. You can sell it and get a lot of money and make a large profit. And we were suggested by a few people to list it at a certain price. So we took that advice and we listed it. And people said that you're going to have many offers and you're going to be experiencing a bidder's war. And it was quiet. Crickets. Nothing happened after we listed our house. So right away, because we are in a hurry, we dropped the price. And it was that very next Sunday, I said, Heavenly Father, what, it is, what is it that we are to do? And we had had a couple of garage sales, moving sales, and cleared out a lot of our stuff. And we made a little bit of cash. And as I was contemplating that Sunday, and Jeff and I shared some time in fasting together, I was instructed to be completely caught up on my tithing and to lower the price. So I told Jeff the promptings that I had felt. And I did exactly that. I made sure that I was caught up on my tithing with the 
the increase that we received from our moving sale and made sure that we lowered the price. Now, I had a specific number in mind that we needed to lower it to, but it was a dramatic drop from where we originally li- originally listed it. So we kind of went halfway, but I, I just have this feeling that we're not going to see any movement on this house. Not until I do exactly what my Father in Heaven has recommended. So I wasn't surprised at all when still there was nothing. Overall, I was somewhat surprised because people had been talking nonstop to us in every corner that we found ourselves in, either at work or in Walmart or at church, that our house is going to be sold and it's going to be sold really fast and, and we're going to have several offers and and we will be amazed at the the money that we make from this sale and still it was quiet it was nothing and we had one couple come through and even confirm to us that we were asking a fair price that it wasn't outrageous but still nothing so then we let another couple days go by and then we finally dropped it to where I felt impressed and I was grateful that my husband had been listening also to me as we worked through this together. I knew that if we dropped this price, that this is where we would sell the house. So we dropped it and we were caught up on our tithing. So we showed the house five times on one Saturday and Monday we had an offer. And things have gone very smoothly with the sale and the process of the selling of the home. So as I've sought out my father, asking him, what can I do to be part of the solution? We didn't just list the house and then sit back and cross our legs and just wait for something to happen. We had to be active participants in being guided from our father in heaven. So I did exactly what he instructed us to do. And we had an offer on our home. So the third and final thing that I have participated in, in receiving revelation, and it comes from this conference talk again, I learned so much as I read this at the beginning of this process. Could Ensign Blair have received such calm assurance during the typhoon? if he wasn't already in tune with the Spirit? Could he have prayed and received that guidance that he needed from the Spirit? You're you're not going to receive spiritual promptings if you haven't already prepared yourself for that moment. This is definitely not the time as elder wilson says the arrival of a typhoon is no time to dust off the gift of the holy ghost and figure out how to use it now he said this young man was clearly following a pattern he had used many times before in order to receive the holy ghost as his guide in calm waters he was trained He was taught 
He followed the steps so that when he arrived in a typhoon, he was still calm. So as I feel that we are in the middle of a typhoon, uprooting our family, our children, our home, and starting completely over, we are feeling tired and haggard. But as we counsel with our Father in heaven, we find that he does direct us. We find that he directs us in every particular. And he directs us for our own good. So in this story, I found something in it that also I have reflected on that has given me great direction because not only do I say, yeah, we're going to move across country. I say yes to every little tiny thing along the way. I say yes to continuing to work. Yes to, to continuing to work on my master's. Yes to everything that comes my way for the most part. And so one of the things that I was trying to take on was a bridal shower for my daughter-in-law. I thought, oh, I can do this. This is fine. We can do this. And I began to feel that my engines were only working at half power. And just before the weekend of giving the bridal shower, the main water line to our house bursted. And our whole front yard was a big pond. Fortunately, we were home when this happened. And it was July 4th, and it was a Sunday. And we happened to live across the street from a plumber. We happened to live behind another plumber. Both of those families were out of town for the holiday. Jeff and my oldest daughter got buckets, and they began taking water to the curb of of the street. And Jeff was desperately trying to find where this water was coming from. Fortunately, we were home and it did not go down into the window wells and then fill up the window wells and then go into the house. It did not go into the window wells. It did not go into the house. Jeff discovered that it was the main water line and after trial and error, he finally figured out where to turn it off and he turned off the main water to our house. So we were, we were without water all of Sunday afternoon and until Monday afternoon, and, and wonderful neighbors came and helped us. Our son-in-law was there digging and getting to the water line, and then our wonderful plumber neighbors helped us with the situation. But our yard was completely dug up, and our water line was repaired, and water was restored Monday afternoon. And in the middle of all of this, I thought, I am supposed to have a bridal shower in a few days. And our, our front yard is completely dug up. And then my cousin, who is actually was actually hosting the bridal shower, her daughter had her baby early. And I thought, this is a sign. Instead of trying to speed up and beat the storm, I specifically knew that I was to slow down and let go. And letting go of the bridal shower was what I needed to do. So I talked to my beautiful 
daughter-in-law-to-be, and she completely understood. And I hope and pray that each of you will come to our the reception, and we will get to see you one last time when it's in August, August 28th in Provo. But Brother Blair's ability to receive revelation in this story from his shipmates in this raging storm. He, sh- he saved his shipmates in this raging storm. And other kinds of storms are raging today. And I know that as I say that, you're thinking about the, o- the, the raging storm in your own life and what you are to do. And in Alma 22, 15, it says, What shall I do? that I may have this eternal life of which thou hast spoken. Yea, what shall I do that I may be born of God, having this wicked spirit rooted out of my breast, and receive his spirit that I may be filled with joy? So as I've steered my ship towards South Carolina, and I've had moments where I've given in to evil, and given in to the carnal and natural man, and have given into anger or fatigue or something else that someone else has said, I have responded reactionary to it. I have repented of that and I've righted my ship. In Alma 26, 16, it says, Therefore let us glory, yea, We will glory in the Lord, yea, we will rejoice, for our joy is full. Yea, we will praise our God forever. Behold, who can glory too much the Lord? Yea, who can say too much of this great power and of his mercy? That stood out to me. Who can glory too much in the Lord? And so in those moments where we feel that we are swirling in a typhoon. And maybe this hasn't been a time in your life where you have been turning to your Father in Heaven. Just because you haven't been turning to your Father in Heaven does not mean, oh well, He's not going to be there for me. Try it. Turn to Him. Lay all of the storms of your life in his lap and ask him what am I supposed to do to right my ship what am I supposed to do to make this better what can I do to turn back fully to thee and he will guide and direct you I know that he will thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Coaching Chaos I'll see you next time.